0: Hi, this is Bron Burton and this is the podcast of Triple R's Radio Marinara, a weekly radio show exploring all things wet and salty, broadcast live on Triple R from Melbourne, Australia every Sunday. Hope you enjoy the podcast and feel free to get in touch with us via Radio Marinara's Facebook page.
1: You're on 3Triple R. This is Radio Marinara. I'm Anthony Boxhaw.
2: I'm Bron Burton and I'm Fum. Hi everyone. Hello. Hey.
1: We're kind of excited to be in the studio all together.
2: Yay! It doesn't
1: happen often. It's really No, Like, yeah, no, never the three of us. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we're excited. We hope you are because we have a very big show. We've got all kinds of very cool stuff on today. But before we get into that, we do have to thank the master of radio, Tim himself. Thank you, Tim. The remarkable Tim Thorpe, the man who's... Has risen above descriptions of excellence.
2: who is responsible for people's Saturday uh, Sunday mornings and Saturday mornings oh, yeah. and how we wake up? No, it's a big responsibility. Mate.
1: Yeah, yeah. I get much more of one of my kids is doing swimming training on Saturday morning early, so I get this all it's wonderful. I don't know how he does it. he's brilliant and he got us on right at the right on the dot of nine zero 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 zero. The master of radio everyone oh, Tim Thorpe Tim Thorpe. a little round of applause there A golf Woo-hoo. clap for Tim. I can see a raw smile over there, Tim. You're pretending. <laughs> uh, we do have a wonderful show today. We've got all kinds of um, kind of, yeah, well, it's let's say it's a diverse show.
0: Yes. We are going to start by catching up with Elodie Kampras from Deakin University. And uh, we've spoken with Elodie a bit over the last uh, few years about spider crabs. And, of course, we're coming up to um, what well, I've been trying to find, the track that Malweb Oh, yes. Put together with Kylie for yes. us on spider crabs. I'll see if I can find it um, in the course of the show. But, um, yeah, coming up to the what they call the strawberry moon, the first first full moon in June when we would expect the spider crabs to amass. So it's been a really interesting shift in um, dynamic of um, divers and because, you know, a few years ago everyone was saying where the spider crabs were, where people could go and look at them. And yeah. then, of course, we had the 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 problem of people going down there and exploiting them and so now everything's kept very very hush hush we don't tell we don't let people know where the spider crabs are anymore but anyway coming out and ironically
1: the work that Elodie and her team are doing is actually pinpointing more and more about where they're moving and what they're doing that's it
0: so there's a report that's coming out during the week which um, I'm hoping we might catch up with Elodie about maybe next week we'll see if we can get some hints from her about what it (laughs) it might contain might be an embargo on it I'm not sure but at the very least we'll talk to her about what's been what's really happening over the last 12 months with spider crabs.
1: That's so interesting. It's so interesting. And then in complete contrast, or rather in keeping with the theme of things in the ocean...
2: Well... <laughs> We are we are reviewing uh, the live action remake of the Little Mermaid um, today on the show. I love and the also... way you tell that the live action remake. Live action, live <laughs> yeah, action. That's cool. Yeah, uh, so it's a remake of the 1989 classic Disney Soppy cartoon, classic.
1: the, yep. the mm-hmm. Little
2: Mermaid. Um, yeah, it was funny being in the cinema and uh, and having a look at it because everybody there was female my age except for the four gay guys that were sitting <laughs> next to me and that were crying by the end of the. And really? I was like, yeah, this is definitely my generation's. Um, I love it. film so it was really lovely. So we're going to
1: just let's get this straight. We're, we're reviewing Disney's Little Mermaid and we're also, to... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> we're also reviewing Yeah, yeah. We're also reviewing Mer People, which is oh, a new yeah. Netflix series four parts which is uh, absolutely amazing. And I want to invite everyone, listeners, if you have any opinions about this live action remake because it's, it's quite controversial, 0466981027 is our text line.
1: Yeah, brilliant. 0466981027. We can't wait to be nice though. Be nice that, to us. That'll be about that middle of the show. So you've got you've got, you know, twenty minutes to express your pleasure. <laughs> Or otherwise. Or yeah. <laughs> We'd love to hear your views. And then um, you, you, you may or may not have noticed, I think it's been a bit quiet this year, so you may not have noticed, but tomorrow is World Environment Day and Wednesday is World Ocean Day. Hmm. So I just had a bit of a look, a bit of a kind of a noodle around the interweb and to see what's on, have a think about, you know, the different themes. So we'll talk about that just towards the end of the show. We've got
0: Myra as well. We do too. Yes.
1: Sorry, yes. Anthony, no, go for it.
0: Uh, Myra Kelly doing a dive report for us in the middle of all of that as well, and she went to a... A place called Castle Rock. Yesterday, I haven't dived at Castle Rock. No, that, me
2: neither. But I've heard good things about. Is it Is that off, um, like a, a boat? Sorry,
1: <laughs> 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 <That's crazy>. that <laughs> was, was that's, why, that's why I left that pause. <laughs>
0: I actually don't know where it is, which is terrible. But Myra's going to inform us. Thank God we have
1: Myra to tell us. I was going to say, because the three of us would be like, yeah, there's water, Uh (laughs) and there's
2: like a boat. I saw a fish. And stuff.
1: This is a podcast from Triple R, an independent media organisation in Melbourne, Australia. Triple R is listener-supported radio and receives no direct government funding. If you would like to financially support Triple R by donating or becoming a subscriber... Hit up au to find out how. Hey, a bit of news. There's a bit of news floating around. Um, I might kick off with the um, Russian spy beluga whale. Did you guys see this story during the week? No. It, it's actually been going for many, many years. I think we yeah. picked it up years ago. Um, v- Valdemir? I think uh, it was a Voldemir.
2: Yeah, Voldemir, I Voldemir, yeah. 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 Um,
1: that's a Norwegian name that they has been given to this beluga whale because... Gosh, probably about eight or 10 years ago, Voldemir turned up off the coast of Norway, and, um, but with a strap around Voldemort and um, on that strap it said property of Leningrad and so then was this whole thing about oh it must have been and the Russians like the Americans and like many others have trained cetaceans to for military purposes and so it was felt that Voldemird was, <laughs> I'm getting that wrong, aren't I? <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> was, you're doing really well.
2: It's so much like Keep Voldemort, going. like oh, that's oh, the no. bit that I can't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like Get Vladimir and Voldemort but uh,
1: yeah. Um, uh, the, the, You know like that. Anyway, anyway, they got got the strap on. And then Voldemort um, basically took up residence in kind of northern Norway. And there is actually a bunch of belugas off um, way out, you know, in the – I guess it's the North, North Sea that hang around there and they're trying to connect because belugas are very, very um, social. So they're trying to connect this, this loner ex-Russian spy <laughs> to, the, to the pod, I guess. Anyway, never did. Anyway, Voldemird has now started migrating south oh. and has like appeared in ports in Sweden. And so once the Swedes realised it's okay, it's not a Russian spy, they're kind of like now they're worried because they're like, hang on, now, you know, like there's a lot of traffic in that part of the world. Mm. Uh, is it on the ocean? So anyway, just there was a bit of news, so it just kicked up that whole thing about I'm using cetaceans in the military and training them, and it reminded me of those interviews that we did. Gosh, like, gosh, for the long term listeners. Late 90s, early 2000s with a crew at the University of Santa, uh, California Santa Cruz who were using dolphins that were ec- retired Navy dolphins mm-hmm. for, for experiments, basically about swimming physiology, et cetera. But they had been trained to go and swim under, I guess, into ports with cameras on there. And take photos of things and bring them back.
2: Yeah, look, it was very fu- funny because because f- Voldemir he popped up in the news because he retrieved someone's iPhone oh, that, that they dropped in the water, oh. and he's really like engaging with people. Yeah, it's so very that's, social. That's how he knew. You know, we knew yeah. that he was tame, and about the strap as well. But uh, also the Russians were like, <laughs> the Norwegians were like, oh, I think we found one of your uh, belugas, and uh, it's, it's got a it's got a collar on it with your name on it, your tag. And Russia was like, "What beluga? He's <laughs> not <Exactly. laughs> ours. Yeah. Nope, 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 nope. Never seen uh, him. Nope, nope. So yeah, oh, no, the that mystery must be the exists. Other mm. The mystery exists to this day.
1: So, no one knows whether he escaped or was let go. Anyway,
2: I wouldn't mystery. let him go with his tag on. Oh, it, you wouldn't. I reckon. Yeah, it's no, I think he, he yeah. just escaped, and they just like, yep, nope, not ours. I never understood because Leningrad's like landlocked. Yeah. Anyway. Also, they're expensive. Oh. As <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you train a
1: whale. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, that was, was so. Uh, other news? Uh, well, we, we also have um, some news from Stephen Kuyter. I'm calling him out a little bit here, but uh, he actually had a huge find. So we know Stephen. We've had him on the show before. He is uh, uh, the author of uh, some really amazing uh, fauna books uh, about creatures in Port Phillip Bay. And uh, he actually went for a swim at the Bayside Fossil Site. And he found the complete humerus, which is the upper arm bone, of a uh, pelagornithid which is one of those uh, big birds that Ben Franciscelli sometimes uh, shows us. That It's got the teeth, like the huge pelicans. Mm. Uh, it's 5 million-plus years old, and this bird was nearly a 7-meter wingspan. So wow. pretty amazing. And it's, it's a nearly complete specimen of that bone as well. So it's really interesting and really important to science. Uh, obviously, he called Ben immediately. And, um, yeah, so they're going to try and find the rest of it tomorrow. Uh, and if and you want, to so check cool. out Steven Couter on his Instagram. He did a little mock up of the bird, which is really fun. It's like a big pelican with teeth. And uh, <laughs> also his hashtag, hashtag Pelagornis, hashtag Paleontology, hashtag Big Chicken. Gave <laughs> me a bit of a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I just think, it is a bit of a big chicken. Like, just that pelican with teeth. I mean, they're yeah, scary
1: but... enough the size they are, but a bigger version of it with teeth. seven
2: meter wingspan. That is a big. Big There's a big chicken. Thing. <laughs> I, don't know, I guess it's <laughs> so. Congrats, watching. Stephen, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll have to we'll have to That's chat cool. to him and Ben about this very soon. Triple
1: R. Hey, so what's this to me? be, BB? <laughs> Oh, you. so Sister
0: BB from The Good, The Dub and The Global sent me a link to this. It's National Park Service releases free crochet patterns for adorable fish plushies. Awesome. <laughs> right? I can't crochet. This is the US
1: National Park Service? Uh, yes. Yeah, oh, I
2: think Canadian, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, and if you don't follow them on social media, please do. They are hilarious. Okay.
1: So yeah. National Park Service. National okay. Park Service. So
0: yeah. this is evidence of this, I think, Farm. <laughs> so uh, the, the the article that a company sent, we'll put a link to this on our Facebook page, want to dip your toes into crocheting the national park service offers two free patterns that will surely make your first project a splash based on the species of fish indigenous to glacier bay national park and preserve and voyages national park these tutorials are designed for beginners oh that's good that'll be me and regular crocheters so anyway there are two fish that they've um meant that they've got here one is i'm reading from the website oh it's a halibut yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can learn how to make a halibut and a walleye um, by visiting National Park Service website. But there's also a freshwater crustacean called a triops, Ooh. which uh, requires the crafter to work on a smaller scale and incorporate extra detail. <laughs> it, they're so cool. So we'll put a link to that on our Facebook page, so you can see. Patterns. Yeah, they're, that is very cool. I'm going to hold my laptop up so you can see. <laughs> And um, for people listening at home, you'll see this shortly when we put it on our Facebook page. Oh, wow. that? Oh,
2: that's actually really great. Oh, that
1: really looks like a halibut.
2: Yeah, so we're looking at something that looks a little bit like a very flat slipper with two eyes on it. Uh, It's actually quite big.
1: I love the way way that they've taken the photo with the lake in the background. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like it's actually at the National Park.
2: (laughs) They're probably swimming right in that bay right there. Yeah. Oh, that is a
1: very realistic halibut.
0: Isn't it cute? Huh. I thought it was super yeah, cute. Cool. There's a, there's like, um, oh, the, the freshwater crustacean called a triops. This one's actually my favorite. It's so adorable. Sorry, bear with me while I get because I, I need the full, um,
1: you know, because this, this is experience. Yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness. May. Okay,
2: that looks like a very strange version of a, a horseshoe, crab. horseshoe crab with that's three eyes. Thinking.
1: Yeah, amazing. Oh,
2: whoa. What the th- is that? the? Three eyes are a little disconcerting. Yeah, that's a bit weird. It looks a bit like an alien.
1: That there. is a vet. That, that it does. It looks like
2: it does. It looks like alien
1: that comes out and Who then runs along eyes? the floor. Who
0: has three eyes? The best bit – Aliens. Oh, they compound ah. eyes. Okay. And there's oh, a um no. a compound, eye. Oh, they
1: compound and eyes. And a yeah.
0: norplea eye. The bit that I love oh. about this is that it actually calls out like the proper body parts. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So yeah, endites, exactly. endopods, exopods, Telsen. gills, carapace. Yep. Um, and Yeah, telson and, and caudal circa. <laughs> which I've not I've, heard of before. Yeah, that yeah, one. Thank you. Not, Ta- it's a
1: Sunday morning. It's, right?
0: a, it's a tail thingy. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: anyway. Tail
0: that's fantastic. I'm going to put a link so to that on our Facebook page. Thank you, thank you so much to Sister Beams for sending that our way because it's, it's awesome. brilliant. Thank I you can't Sister wait
1: Beebe. to see the crochet result. But, yeah, I know. You know. <laughs>
0: pressure's on. I'm going to have to go do it now. Yeah. But I'm going hey. to. it would be fun.
2: This is a podcast from Triple R, an independent media organisation in Melbourne, Australia, to find out more about Triple R or to explore many more shows, podcasts, articles, videos, and interviews, head to the Triple R website at rrr.org.au. Well, we're going to review The Little Mermaid live action remake by Disney as well as merpeople today. <laughs> so if you have any opinions, just text us at 0466 9801027. Me. The Triple R text line, 0466-981027. I
0: think we've plugged that one. Oh, yeah. As <laughs> <we> <laughs> No, it's fantastic. We love hearing from you. I found the so, app. I thought um, I'd better play
1: that. Yeah, no, it's
0: great. And you don't need to. Um, you can text us about whatever you want. So, yes. 921, you're listening to Radio Marinara here on 3RR. We're now going to cross to Elodie Compress from Deakin University because what Elodie doesn't know about spider crabs in Port Veldon, Phillip Bay isn't worth knowing. Good morning, Elodie.
3: Good morning. Thanks for having me, back.
0: Oh, it's great to have you. I've um, been thinking about you and thinking about spider crabs over the last month in particular, the last couple of months. Um, what's been happening? We haven't, uh, yeah, we have sort of kept them a little bit of a low profile this year and part of that's been a deliberate um, part of an overall strategy to, you know, give them a little bit of space has been such intense interest over the last few years. But uh, yeah, timely to catch up with you and find out what's been happening.
3: Yeah, so um, this season has been interesting so far and a, and a bit unusual. I feel like I said that last year as well, but um, yeah, so spider crabs um, were seen for for sort of quite a lot since. Um, well, really, April from the month of April, but uh, there really haven't been that many sightings um, in May, which is a bit unusual. So we know that you know we can see big groups of spider crabs outside of winter. We don't really know what they um, what they do at that time. So we April wasn't such a big surprise. But what's perhaps unusual is that. Um, they actually stayed in the sites where they were seen for you know two weeks and, and, and one week at a time, so that's a bit unusual. So, yeah, tonight's full moon, so we still don't know exactly whether or not um, full moon has an impact, but if it does, uh, maybe we'll start seeing um, a bit more spider crow activity. So, yeah, we're still inviting sightings from people uh, through um, Spider Crab Watch on um, iNaturalist. So, people can let us know what they see, and that's very useful information for us. And um, when they do that, they have the option to change what's called the geo privacy setting, so the location setting. So that, um, you know, if they want their um, observations to not be revealed, then that's definitely an option under the map point. people log observations.
0: Yeah, it's been fascinating, Elodie, watching the shift in how people have approached the spider crabs and it's made me, you know, it's given me a lot of hope, I guess, about what, and we know this, what can happen when community comes together and, and, um, you know, does what is required to do to give marine creatures some protection, you know, that that they deserve, Um, you know, a bit of privacy.
2: (laughs) <laughs> Most importantly, right. not not being hauled out of the hauled out of the. Oh, and I think not just that, but also you know the community interest and the community worry about it actually sparked you know a lot of Elodie's work and the, the research project as well from Deacon, right, Elodie?
3: Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, I think we we wouldn't have received the supports that we did without you know the community expressing um, worry about yeah spider crab conservation. <laughs>
0: When we caught up with you last year, um, Deacon was getting ready to do um, some quite some significant study into the spider crabs and putting some little um, little traces on their carapaces and watching them sort of after the big uh, events that happen in June, have them disperse across the bay. Uh, now I understand that that report's kind of entering its final stages of editing and getting ready to release. Is that right?
3: Yes, that's right. So um, we'll have an update very soon. With all the aspects of the research, there's quite a lot that's been happening, so that's very exciting, and, yeah, we're we really keen to release that soon.
1: <laughs> I find- You're not going to give us just a hint, how would be like, a, like a little tiny, <laughs> tiny little snippet, a hint? <laughs>
3: uh, I'll, I'll give a spoiler alert then. Um, I, and I guess I'll talk about the, the tracking because that's... Um, I guess one of the aspects that people were most excited about. So mm. um we did tag fifty crabs during June last year at the um spider crab gathering at St Leonard's on the Bellerin Peninsula on Worthern Country and um yeah that was very successful um, we detected 27 of them in the bay um so wow. more than half were detected still um in the months after the after the spider crop gathering in june so that was very exciting and they were detected so in the in the south southwest part of the bay oh
2: that's I can't wait that's to see super the final. cool I know. Yeah. But I have so many questions, but I know, I know you're not know. going to ask we, we <laughs> them. <support. laughs> we're going
1: to wait till the report comes out, but that is so exciting. Wow. Yeah.
0: So, Elodie, we're expecting the report to come out this week. Will you be in a position where you can come back and speak with us next week on the show and we can go through the report in more detail and actually, you know, have a have a really good explore of what you found? Yeah, yeah, sure. should be, yeah. That would be great.
2: I do about
3: that. All right.
0: Very exciting. Let's treat this as a bit of a drum roll for next week's show. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> oh,
1: that was drum rolling. Yeah, that was great.
2: <laughs> yeah, sorry. I don't have fancy <laughs> buttons with, like, you know, pre-recorded sounds. <laughs> Fantastic.
0: All right. Thanks, Elodie, for joining us. It's been really great to catch up with you. And um, I guess if you're out there, you're listening and you're out there diving and snorkelling in, the, in the, what is very chilly water, we'll catch up with Myra in just a moment and find out exactly how chilly it is. I think last week it was down to 13, so it's definitely on its way down. Um, but, yeah, go to... Go to iNaturalist, and um, or you know you can let us know, but yeah, let's let's keep the location of these animals a secret. I, I really like that, and um, just just feed that information through into into appropriate channels. Um, we'll catch up with you next week, Elodie. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thank
1: you. See, yeah. wow, that is so exciting. That yeah. was so, I didn't think she was going to give us any hint, but that no. was wonderful. I know. Very so cool. It is a
0: nice hint. 27?
1: Yeah, no, that's a really good strike rate. It range, is. You know, it for is. capture and release of invertebrates in the ocean. You know, like, I mean, yeah, sure, whales, but, you know, like, invertebrates, that's yeah. incredible. Very cool. Can't wait for next week. Yeah.
3: Triple well. R on, on, on FM, FM Digital, Digital Online Digital. via the app. Naturally, you didn't know I was wearing my special super thermal bee long underwear. Triple, triple, ah. Ah.
0: It is that time of the year where we all want to dive for our special thermal super it bee that was long exactly, underwear. exactly.
1: I was thinking it's, it's <laughs> going to be so cold. Let's find out. <laughs>
0: Let's find out how cold it actually is for our weekly dive report with Myra Kelly. Good morning, Myra. Good morning, all. How are
4: you? Yeah,
0: great. We're great. How are you?
4: I'm good. I'm good. We're a complete contrast of weekends this weekend compared
0: to last. <laughs> <laughs> now I know for a fact you went out for a dive yesterday and in fact you oh. you messaged me during the week and said the conditions were really good. Um, let's start with that. What have the conditions during the week been like?
4: Uh, look, they've not been too bad. I've been hearing really good reports of this and as the week's gone on the viz has actually got better. So yesterday reports from um, below several of our peers were around about eight to ten meters. We've had really low swell, and the next few days the swell is just continuing to drop. Uh, so, yeah, you know, you can only hope that that means some good things of uh, good diving and good visibility for
0: us. Um, we were talking about the water temperature, and I think last week you mentioned <laughs> it was thirteen. Have we we're we still hovering around thirteen?
4: Yeah, look, we're um, below Portsy Pier yesterday and temp was 13. But interestingly, when we did, uh, dived outside the head yesterday, we had um, maximum depth of about 19.4 metres and a temp of 15. So it's we're getting to that time of year where the the water outside the head is actually warmer than what we've got in the bay. So that's a hot tip um, for people that are wanting to get out, you know, snorkelling, diving. Uh, probably head down towards um, down the peninsula towards the heads, the water will be warmer um, down there than up uh, closer to the top end of the bay.
0: Yeah, it's a fascinating phenomenon where that happens every year. Um, yeah. Now, I know you went for a dive at um, Castle Rock yesterday and we were yeah. talking about this earlier in the show and none of us could sort of put a put a finger on where Castle Rock <laughs> Ron
1: Bron had a really good suggestion that, it, you know, that you were near a boat and on, on some water.
0: Yeah, so- did you see a fish, Mara? <laughs> yeah.
4: Yes, <laughs> boat, water, lots of fish. Um, it is. We so I, um, I jumped on board Red Boats, one of our uh, charter operators operating out of Porty. Um, so um, Castle Rock is out through the heads, uh, sort of on the southwest uh, side towards Point Lonsdale. It's in about twenty meters water, um, and it's a rock. It's a it's a bonny site. So it's basically a, a rock about the same size as a, uh, a standard three-bedroom kind of home. So it's a it's a smallish site. Wow. Uh, yeah, and it, it comes up. The, the top of the rock sits about 12 metres. So it's, um, it's a really good site for sort of newer divers to, to boat diving. Um, the navigation is pretty easy. It's a really, you know, it's a fixed depth of, of 20 metres, and you don't have to stay at 20 metres, you know, on the seafloor the whole time. Um, the wall there... The wall as you go around um, the the rock, and, and you've actually got a chance to second navigate the rock hmm. a couple of times throughout the dive if, if you don't want to stay in the
2: one spot for too long. And what can we um, see there? Like what are the oh, critters?
4: <laughs> the um yeah look there's there is so much to see. I spoke last week about the colour of the sponge life and the, and the the marine diverse uh, the marine plant diversity, the uh, the fish life there. Like yesterday we were seeing. You know all, all the blue devils and my my favourite oh, my favourite fish out there the, yeah. the fish that forgets to take the happy pills in the morning.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, but I saw one of the you know the largest dusky morwongs I've seen in oh. a really long time. Um, enormous sea sweep. Uh, the colourful and really cheeky senator wrasse. Um, different types of other wrasse. The blue throat, normal sort of everyday variety. You've got your, your scaly fins that have got the huge attitude and, you know, scare the other fish away. Uh, there were actually divers yesterday that spotted some port jacksons and a draft board shark, oh, which is yeah. really, really cool. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I dived Castle Rock a few weeks ago, and we went down into one of the, the ledges at the bottom there, and I think I spotted maybe a dozen port jacksons. <gasps> So we we hung out with them, so that was really really cool. Um, but then you've got on the you know the other side, you've actually got some really small little critters out there. Uh, nudibranchs, um, the sea stars, the sea stars. My God, they're so different to what we get below our piers within Port Phillip and mm. Western Port Bays. They're just yeah, absolutely beautiful. And most of the most of the footage that I shot yesterday was actually just of the colour and and trying to capture the sea stars on the walls. Uh, and then there's also yellow sea spiders, which are really, really cool. Oh, very cool. Um, and quite unusual.
1: Pignogonards.
2: So, yeah. Um, How big are they, these sea spiders? The sea spiders, they're quite small.
4: So if you're sort of looking around, I guess if you're nudibranch hunting, you're probably going to come across that same size variety with the, the sea spiders. Oh, wonderful. So they're... Yeah, they're, they're quite. So if you if you're on macro, if you if you're looking at it, something from a macro perspective, so that's that's the that's the beauty of the boat diving that we have in Melbourne. Oh, yeah, is there is something there for everybody. Everyone's abilities. And if you're from a, a photography perspective, um, you know, if you're wanting to shoot, you know, if, if you're wanting to look at you, your, um, you know, your, your larger your larger animals um, that you want to shoot, or you you know really micro, it is something there for for everybody and. Um, yeah, but put Melbourne on your list of dive destinations. <laughs> well, you've, you've already sold it to dive. us.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mara, that was amazing. Thank you so much. Um, you diving today?
4: I'm absolutely diving today. We are gearing up down at Rye, and I can tell you it looks like it's off its charts down here. Um, The visibility through here, I've been hearing some really, really good reports. And uh, obviously our octopus that are down here, there's some really interesting behaviours being displayed at the moment. So I haven't dived Rye for quite a while. I've I've sort of stayed away from here because it's been a little bit too hectic. But um, I'm interested to be in the water and see how things have changed and uh, yeah, have a bit of an interaction with the, the, the critters under the pier and out to the uh, to the other reefs that we've
0: got. Brilliant. Well, have an awesome time and um, take lots thank of you. photos. And, uh, yeah, we'll report back either with you or Cara or maybe both of you next week. Yeah, thank you very much, guys. Have a wonderful weekend. No, thank Brilliant. you. It's fantastic. Thanks, Mara. Always a pleasure. Chat soon. <laughs> thank
3: you.
1: Bye. See you. Triple R. Indeed, you are on 3 R. And, of course, before that was the extraordinary um, David Diggs, who yet again has done done another wonderful accent in Little
2: Mermaid. Yeah. And, which is a great introduction to... (laughs) The Little Mermaid review of the new (laughs) Disney live-action version. Just got cut.
1: Live-action, like really? Well,
2: look... How live action is it really when most of it is CGI? <laughs> because it's, it plays out under the sea, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a live action remake of the 1989 Disney cartoon The Little Mermaid, uh, in which, well, basically my generation grew up on, really. It was the first <laughs> of sort of like a new wave of, of Disney cartoons, you know, and then we got like The Lion King and Beauty and the Beast and all of those really famous oh, ones. And they, have, yeah, and they have also already been live actioned, right? So, so this one was kind of like the logical, logical, next one um, to do that with Um, so you know you're well familiar with the story where a mermaid princess defies her father's order and her father is King Triton um, played by Javier Bardem actually and she swims to the surface um, because she's really curious about humans and she ends up rescuing the human Prince Eric from a shipwreck and then falls in love with him uh, and she strikes a bargain with her evil auntie. Oh, there's always an evil auntie. Oh, aunt. yes. The evil auntie, um, Sea Witch Ursula, who is um, absolutely fantastically played by um, Melissa McCarthy. Mm. Um, Yeah, and she's doing a a really great job, I think And um, yeah, so Ursula strikes a bargain uh, with Ariel Um, She can go up to the surface and get legs But she has to give up her siren voice, her magical (gasps) siren voice to Ursula So she can't speak And if she does not fall in love If he doesn't fall in love with her within three days and kisses her (laughs) Then Ursula gets to keep the magical siren voice and Ariel's life (gasps) So the stakes are high What an evil aunt Yes, she is (laughs) Um, So I actually heard about this live-action remake um, because of the controversy around it. Oh,
1: which is the controversy?
2: Well, the controversy was that uh, Ariel was cast um, as a black woman Oh right! Yeah, and so why you can that, imagine sorry,
1: why is that controversial? Because Disney princesses aren't allowed well, to be anything because, but white.
2: Yeah, because the dark side mm. of the internet can't handle change. All no. oh, right, goodness. so um, so yeah, certain demographics are were not very happy with that. Um, especially you know when it comes up upgrading childhood memories to reflect the current times, people have problems with that. Mm. So there was a lot um, there was a lot of contri- controversy about that. But Haley Bailey, Haley Bailey, who mm. is the actress, is incredible like her voice is so ariel and when you hear her sing that you know that I just love that that so first ariel. voice it's just it's so ariel see
1: these two in the studio they're still like just
2: so excited yeah it's fantastic <laughs> um but yeah it's actually it, it's really interesting because it's not actually the first time that ariel was controversial for her looks so um in the original cartoon uh they made ariel a redhead because they had to distinguish her from another famous mermaid at the time called Splash, who was a blonde. Of course, Daryl Uh Hannah, Mm. played by Daryl Hannah. Yeah, Yeah. and they wanted to kind of like set them apart and not like get them confused, so they made her a redhead. And that also got a lot of back because the first merchandise in that time of Ariel after the cartoon came out they tried to make her blonde. That didn't work. Because they didn't think redheads would sell. Oh so God. they would make puppets of Ariel with blonde hair. And then they went, mm, okay, yeah, well, we strawberry, blonde, like strawberry, like blonde, strawberry blonde. Strawberry oh. blonde then. And then and they ended up doing the, the fiery redhead yeah, yeah, that we yeah, know yeah, yeah, Because yeah. people wanted to see the same mermaid. So it's not the first time <laughs> oh, as there was as controversy the par- about as that. As a
0: parent of a redhead, Mama mm. Bear, I'm swinging into Mama Bear mode here. Uh, yeah, totally. but, but, but with this version as well, I cannot believe this is even an issue. Oh, it it I know. blows my mind.
1: Yeah. And, and, and let's be let's be clear too. It's highly if we like I'm just going to take a straight biological evolution, if there was a mermaid in the ocean, the chances are they would have a slightly darker pigmentation anyway, because of the way pigments work in the ocean anyway. So mm. let's just. They'd well, they be do. unlikely to have blonde hair.
2: Well, you <laughs> tell King Triton that because oh. actually, all of his daughters in the film are very multicultural oh, uh, yeah, because they're are all princesses and they're Ariel's older sisters and they mm. rule the different seas. And so they're all very multicultural, which made me chuckle because I was well, King Triton gets around <laughs> under the sea. <laughs> <laughs> all these different. <laughs> Yeah, it's beautiful. So, so Disney. Well, Have Disney they... was trying. Like, I think they, that looked a little bit like Disney trying too hard. If that makes sense. Yeah, right. Like yeah, it was yeah, a yeah, very yeah. deliberate thing they yeah. did, where every princess is of a, another ethnicity and huh. they rule the different seas and stuff. So that was a yeah, trying a bit hard. But look. Uh, Halle Bailey is absolutely fantastic. She's got the beautiful facial expressions, you know, of wistfulness. Because when she loses her voice, yeah, that's all right. she has, right? Facial expressions, right. really.
1: So hang on, just because I okay, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put my hand up here. I've never seen it. Okay, okay. I'm I am gonna know. put
0: my hand up. I've never seen it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and then, is it,
0: have, has it always been like a little? Yeah, I, I, it's like one of those... Something sh- missing that You're you
1: supposed haven't done, you meant to have done it. I'm supposed to have done it. Yeah. yeah and Are I you think even I supposed
2: it? to be on Radio Marinara? <laughs> <laughs> if you have not seen The Little Mermaid? You go to the cinema right this moment and I, I do, at
1: least watch the live action. I kind of am interested in seeing the the, the new one. But yeah, what, what I do. want to know, so so just just to get the story straight, so in those three days in which she is to get Eric to fall in love with her in an extremely heteronormative anyway... Yes, um, extremely.
2: The... <laughs> Well, Is she, she not allowed to speak? That's kind of. Oh,
1: that's kind of weird, isn't its Yeah. It? Is she not allowed to speak?
2: No, she can't because she gave up her oh, okay. voice yeah, to, to right. see which Ursula, right. okay. obviously, cool. which you. was there. Just the just a clarity of yeah. that. Yeah. And and the action bit?
1: How do we get this action? Like, what you mean? It's actually well, humans. Yeah,
2: yeah. So it's humans pretending. acting. Yeah, it's humans yeah, acting. Yeah. Um. So well, look, there's there's definitely. I went to the cinema and it, it it was lovely, but there were definitely a few things that I expected to be better about hmm. this film. So I actually expected better CGI hmm. because there's a whole underwater world that they have to like draw up mm. from scratch and they really so in in the cartoon you know when sebastian the crab is singing under the sea like all the sea creatures are dancing and flourishing and like doing all these dances they did that really really well, mm. so during that song, you really get that Disney feel. There's like Spanish dancer <laughs> flatworms doing, yeah, the, you yeah, know, yeah. dancing. There's crinoids swimming around in, in beautiful colors, and, and fish doing all this stuff. But the rest of the the rest of the CGI in the movie is actually a little bit dull. And I think we've just been really spoiled by Avatar, you know, for yeah, that kind right. of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so that yeah. was yeah, is a little bit of a letdown? However, if you're like an 11 year old girl, you don't even notice that, of course.
1: Um, I did hear the Sebastian the crab thing is nowhere near as camp as the. Original. Original, which oh, made there's it nothing rec- camp about him. Yeah, no, no. Yeah.
2: The, and, and so there was another thing where, <laughs> you know, Flounder. Flounder is uh, uh, one of the two sidekicks. It's a little mm. fish who's always around with Ariel and their best friends. In the, in the cartoon, he's super cute, but they actually made him look like a real fish huh. in this one. So he's... It's really, it's really hard to empathize with a fish who doesn't have facial expressions, but a little boy's voice and like dead fish eyes. Oh. So that was a little bit of a, a, a weird one. Um, but yeah, highlights definitely Ursula, the sea witch, uh, who is played by Melissa McCarthy. And Melissa was actually cast because of her background in drag. Mm. because in the cartoon Ursula is this like super over-the-top, whiskey-voiced, mm. um, almost a drag queen-like character mm. Mm. and and they really wanted to capture that. Um, the question is, of course, why didn't they cast an actual a- drag actual queen? Dra- yeah, 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 yeah. That might be <laughs> um, a step too far for Disney. Yeah, mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe. Just maybe they get
1: Disney. kicked out of Florida for good if
2: that happens. Yeah, that's that. right. Yeah. So, uh, But Melissa McCarthy is doing an amazing job. Mm. Um, so, yeah, really definitely a menacing villain and, and definitely one of the more expressive characters in the movie. Uh, then there's Scuttle who is the other sidekick Uh, in the cartoon. It's a a seagull that has had a little bit too much knocks to the head. Uh, But now she is uh, voiced by Aquafina, which is one of my Mm. favourite comedians and actresses. Um, And she provides a really funny comic relief. And also they turned uh, Scuttle into a gannet instead of a a seagull. Ah. Uh, And she's also singing a new song. So there's two new songs in this Mm. uh, live action one. Uh, So yeah, lots of of pros and cons I think. Um, I think it could have been done a little bit better but that's okay. also me you know this is my little girl yeah, speaking yeah, 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 yeah. from the yeah, 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 <laughs> point of yeah. view of growing up with a little mermaid so i give it a three out of five sea stars
1: three out of five sea stars yeah. okay yeah. Yeah. and then in contrast you've also been watching Mer- Mer-People. <laughs> people. so what is oh so that's on netflix yeah.
2: yeah merpeople is a new four-part documentary um and i'm sure they launched it you know to coincide yeah, with The yeah, little mermaid, mermaid launch okay. uh, it's a documentary about professional mermaiding in, in the US. As you do. Yeah, mm-hmm. so there's actually a half a billion dollar industry, as they call it. Oh. Uh, you know, the fish puns in this are great. Oh. If you like fish puns, watch it. A half a billion dollar industry um, of people who are professional mermaids. And so it's it's when I tuned half in, I'm like billion, dollars. half a billion dollars. Yeah. So
1: is this? Can I just check? Is this a little bit like you know a mockumentary, like you know those kind of you know at the dog show one and the and the, and the folk festival one? Right, that's okay. what I expected. I that's what I expected. I went in there thinking. going like,
2: oh, this is going to be great. They're going to yeah. make fun of these crazy people, no, no, just that's like not the what fish variety or furries, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, you know. Yeah. But I was really wrong about that. Oh. It is actually extremely wholesome. Um, and I think it has something to do because they are, these are the makers of queer eye that made this series okay. and so uh, the doc the documentary follows several mer people um, they're trying to find full-time employment in their passion for mermaiding uh, yes. it goes into the history of mermaiding <laughs> uh, in florida and the start of it all and it's just beautiful and the people are so passionate and they're really unassuming and just so innocent in the pursuit of their dream because all yes. they want to be is beautiful mermaids and bring magic to people's lives um, so it's, yeah, it's really lovely. So <laughs> where,
1: where do, sorry, I'm really struggling with this kind of, where do they do this? Like, is it like Santa's in, in malls? Yeah, it's yes, like mermaids It's a bit like malls. that. So right. there
2: are several really big aquariums. And of course, if you are a top mermaid... Yeah. you're going to go to Las Vegas. Because right. in those casinos there's these huge yes, tanks with live fish and rays and everything and, and mermaids. then mermaids that do shows oh, for so, the kids. Oh, right. So this is
1: like in-water mermaid. In-water. So oh. these people
2: put on tails that cost thousands of dollars to make and they put on all of these oh. ornaments and then they learn how to swim like a mermaid with the grace of a mermaid to really um, capture the audience's oh you know, imagination. And hold
1: their breath for like, yeah. like ages and oh, ages. Oh, they're
2: they're incredible because you have to hold your breath and you have to like do Look all the fluid movements. You have to be able to smile, you have to keep your eyes open, you have to <laughs> fight hypothermia. It's full on. <laughs> it is full on It's just amazing. I wasn't gonna
1: watch this, now I am. Oh yeah, this yeah. Is incredible.
2: And so because it's by the makers of Queer Eye, there's always a really big emphasis on like social justice and inclusion as well. Mm. So there's a really big light that's been shone on the black mermaids because oh. they say in the in the series like Ten years ago, all the mermaids were white, mm-hmm. you know, skinny white girls. And now there is a society of fat mermaids. Um, there is a group called the Black Mermaids. And so, like, within the industry, within the fin industry, everything is becoming more inclusive as well, which is a really beautiful thing. Um, wow. <laughs> a really beautiful thing. And there is no hetero-cis man in sight, of course, in that in yeah. community, which is also, like, a nice change, I think. Uh, wow. breath of fresh air. Um, but how, so what's what do you give it? Well, I think uh, I'm going to give it four out of five C stars because oh. everybody who is being followed it is so wholesome and you really start rooting for these people. You God, really crazy. want them to make their dreams come true. And a higher sea star rating than Little Mermaid. Whoa. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah I know it's a big call but I'm, I'm calling it. Um, oh, wow.
1: Yeah. There you go. So, so yeah. Little Mermaid, three stars out of five. Merpeople, people. four stars four out, out of five. Four out of five
2: sea stars. So, yeah, go and okay. watch it. Uh, it's on Netflix at the moment and, uh, yeah, you'll love it.
1: Triple R on FM, digital, online and via the app. You're on Radio Marinara. It's less than five minutes to ten, five minutes to the doctors who are amassing. There are many of them amassing. Um... And that is, that is World Environment and World Oceans Day this week. And do you guys, did you know the theme for either? Did you know that it was this week?
0: I looked at it and then I just did not commit it to memory.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting because I feel like this year it's been less in, in, you know, some years it's like in the forefront of the media, the mainstream media, but it's not been this year. Anyway, so World Oceans Day, which is, of course, Wednesday the 7th, is um, they, they have an overall theme now, which is One Ocean, One Climate, One Future, dash together. And then this year they particularly got a focus on, uh, it's called the 20, 20, 2023 Conservation Focus, which is about promoting the 30 by 30 decision that was taken at the international level at, um, at UN last year at the Biodiversity conf- Conference. And so it's very much about pushing that. Um, at World um, Environment Day, which is Monday the 5th, is about um, ocean health. Uh, and, sorry, it's about beat beating plastic pollution. So the wow. hashtag is beat plastic pollution. So the whole thing is about plastic and, and and reducing use of plastic. And so you go to, you know, that one is actually run more by the UN. That one started, you know, in the 60s or 70s, when it, 72 I think it was. World Oceans Day started after the Rio Summit um, in 92. The UN auspiced one has got an enormous amount of online literature about what to do, how you can personally, personally you know, reduce your – plastic use in the home for governments for industry it's got all kinds of really practical kind of advice as well as just you know kind of here's advocacy stuff that you can do around your area as well so it's really interesting that's become that's become really practical that one and i just wanted to note our uk correspondent um dr bryce stewart is is also doing an ocean health online panel discussion for um world environment day on which is um uh, technically, actually, we probably can't. I was going to suggest we put it in the Facebook, but actually it's it's 4am Melbourne time, so we probably won't do that. But, you know, there's a lot going on. The thing that I noticed when I searched everywhere, there's a lot going on overseas, the US, Europe, even Asia, Africa, lots going on, less going on in Australia.
2: Yeah, I wonder why that is. Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting.
1: Anyway, very quick, very quick kind of thing that's going on.
2: Uh I just got a text that uh, someone has a friend in Queensland who is a professional mermaid. Dream job! Congratulations at Lady Elliot Island Eco Resort. Geez, there there are worse places to be a mermaid. Oh wow! I know. Thanks, Arabella, for getting in touch. And that sounds like a name
1: for a mermaid as well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hey, thank you. That 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 pretty much the end of the show. If you want to find out more about World Oceans Day, just Google World Ocean Day or World Environment Day. There's actually a UN website, World. I Environment put, Day, Doc Global.
0: I was going to say, I put a link to that on our
1: Facebook yeah, page. So just,
0: just click on the image and it'll take you straight it's through. Brilliant.
1: There's a lot on, there's a lot on. However, the only places in Australia that are doing anything for Ocean State, which is technically Thursday here, um, is, um, is Sydney and in Queensland, mm. I noticed. So come on, Melbourne, let's get it act together for next year. Thank you to Ella DeCampras and thank you to Myra Kelly and thank you both.
2: Thank you, Hans. Yes. and that was fun. Good fun.
0: On next week's show, we've got Rex Hunter. I have no idea what he's going to be talking about.
1: I reckon it's going to be something to do with a wreck. I reckon it might be too. <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there.
0: <laughs> Cara Hull going to give us a dive report, I think, and maybe with Myra as well. And, yes, we will have that longer conversation with Elodie Campras about spider crabs and the research about to come out, the report about to come out from Deakin University. And I think Jeff Maynard is joining us for Soundscapes. Oh, okay. can't wait. So, that sick. will be fun. Oh, I'm listening. Hi, this is Bron Burton. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Triple R's Radio Marinara, a weekly radio show exploring all things wet and salty, broadcast live on Triple R from Melbourne, Australia, every Sunday. Hope you enjoy the podcast and feel free to get in touch with us via Radio Marinara's Facebook page.